Tatiana here, a.k.a. your tap out queen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Auralicious, A Tale of Sex. I've come to the conclusion that we all have a tale to tell about sex. So what's your tale? This is an open invitation for you to appear on my podcast and share your spoken word, your voice, your passion, or your platform. To my P-square listeners, those who are passionate about the pussy and passionate about the penis, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, showing yourself thy true to this podcast, but also to now jumpstart our fourth season. This is season four, episode two. I'm loving it. Thank you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But also, too, I actually been spending a lot of my time on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is the it um, huge, huge social platform that basically are bringing back people to the art of conversating. Yes. And I host a room called The Pleasure Journey that I wrote about in my book called Auralicious, The Truth About Oral Sex, Intimacy, and Passion, Self-Help Guide. And I talk about the pleasure journey. What is the pleasure journey? Let's see. The pleasure journey is basically breaking down in layman's terms how one decipher the importance of your sexual dynamic, your sexuality, and basically how you have to really start with self first, like self-awareness, self-exploration, self-care, self-love, and not in a narcissistic way. Self-care, self-love, self-awareness, self-exploration is basically you're taking you're taking responsibility, good word, for your sexual dynamic, how you achieve an orgasm, how to get to know your body so you can re- achieve orgasms better. Yeah, so that's what the pleasure journey is about. We talk every day, and it's basically a room during my lunch hour called Sex Q&A. And we have phenomenal conversations that come up in there. And I have, um, like, they call them mods. And basically, like, who pretty much, like, know how to manage a room and invite guests up on your, on your stage. And whatever the topic is of the day, we, we go in and we talk about it in length, uh, raw, authentically, so you can feel. And wait, it's, and from experience. Yes, from person's experiences. So it's an awesome room. I'm very proud of it. Um, it's called The Pleasure Journey. And remember, every day, Monday through Friday, 105 Eastern Standard Time, 1205 Central Standard Time, and then specific standard time is at 1005. So please stop by. And the guests I actually have um, to revamp, revitalize, uh, my amazing uh, podcast. Um, I wanted someone who was very passionate about the dynamics of life and sex because sex is life, people. You know, when you look at the body, the body is something euphorically beautiful. It's something that we have to learn to want to look at as something euphorically beautiful and get out of our head about negative thoughts about sex. You know, I'm not talking about those who have been, you know, traumatized, you know, in that area of sex, but those who 
um, want to learn more about this sexual dynamic and, and how do we get there? You know, and so for 2022, I definitely want to focus on self-love, self-care, self-awareness, self-exploration, because you have to show up for self first. If you don't know your body, if you don't even have an idea how you can achieve an orgasm or just enjoy the beautiful touch of your body, seeing your body for something beautifully, amazingly, you know, poetic, if I could say it that way, you know, and when you tap into, I call them now the sex senses, sex senses, because we are all sexual creatures Per Marilyn Monroe, beautiful quote on my book, quote, we're all born sexual creatures, thank God. It's a pity so many people despise this natural gift. It's a natural gift. It's a natural gift. I'm going to repeat myself. It's a natural gift. So I am here, Tatiana, a.k.a. your tap out queen. I am going to come at you positively with a more softer, gentler, welcoming voice. I'm learning, but also to encourage you to embrace who you are sexually, to own who you are sexually, to know it's your birthright. Your pleasure journey is your birthright. You are privy, you are entitled to this beautiful gift. And Jaya, uh, and Jaya is like an amazing certified sexologist. Like she's like, she is well-known in her field. She's a novelist uh, who has been published all over the world. She acts as a mentor for those who want to increase their sexual strength. And again, sexologist Jaya, like she was so amazing on the uh, Netflix series Love, Sex, and Goop. And she's an erotic expert and she's well-known in her field. Well, also... During this time, uh, there's a young lady I met on Clubhouse, okay? Her name is Amina Peterson. She is known as the Oprah Winfrey of sex. I met her on Clubhouse, and she comes up in my room sometimes. She has time, and she's like, consider a goddess, you know? Um, it's just like a level of respect that we have for one another's women, you know? But Amina Peterson, the Oprah Winfrey of sex, uh, she is a pleasure activist, community builder, and a liberation leader. She'll definitely make you laugh, absolutely. And she trains sex coaches and sex workers at the intersection of sex and spirit. That's how powerful she is. And guess what? She was featured on Netflix series, Sex, Love, and Goop, what we're talking about, right? And she has also appeared in Cosmopolitan, and Exo Nicole, Bustle, Hello Giggles, Sex, and Dr. Jess, and more. But this is what's so profound about Amina. She is the founder and director of the Atlanta Institute of Tantra and Divine Sexuality. Okay? I like know her. Is that fabulous? I think so. But seriously, what I loved about the Netflix series Love, Sex, and Goop, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, this is part of her uh, Goop brand, uh, they talked about like the the essence of what our bodies are required to 
obtain and enjoy. And it was Jaya. She said that our bodies are a wonderland of pleasure. Let me say that again. Our bodies are a wonderland of pleasure. Everything on our body is natural. We are sexual creatures. This is a fact. Our brains are sexual. So I've converted our five senses into sex senses. Because your sex senses, sight, the way you look at someone, the sound when you hear someone moaning, the taste, kissing, mouth, lips, and tongue. How do you, you have three in one. And I know some people don't like kissing. I'll pray for you. But kissing, and I'm not talking about firm lips or, or pecking. Don't insult yourself or your partner. But also don't insult the pleasure journey. Okay? Then you have the sounds we make. Yes, all that's natural. But your smells, your hormones, hormones are real. So all these tools, sight, sound, taste, touch. The touch, the touch. Do you know what the touch does? So when you add all these beautiful, amazing sex senses all into one and allow your brain to like encompass all these beautiful natural tools that we have on our bodies, the skies, the sky <laughs> is the limit. I went 10 hours, never dried out. I was flown like the Victoria Falls that I speak about often. If you've ever been on my podcast, you know what I'm talking about. And I didn't have to use lubrication. I went 10 hours. We kissed like animals. We were so caught up in the kiss that we really forgot what was around us. Like we just wanted to like just stay in that realm of, of euphoria, you know, um, it, I'll never forget it. So I always have, I have, do things in three, so I do have my top three. He's actually number one, number one. Number two is my cuz, because he was just fucking good. And he ate the pussy for like a year, and we never penetrated, like, ugh. But he was actually the first guy I actually shared, oh, come, all ye faithful. No, seriously, I actually, we shared come. And sometimes you hear people like, oh, no, I could never eat my own cum, but it's your shit. Like, seriously? You know what I'm just saying? So my next guest, I met this beautiful goddess creature here, you guessed it, on Clubhouse. Absolutely. And she is, oh, what a gift to the world we have. Her name is Takoya. Scott Littleton. We call her T. Lee. And um, for short, on Clubhouse. And again, you're going to love this conversation. And, you know, I always try to give my guests, like, the opportunity to come on here and and just enlighten and inform and share your te- your gift with my Peace Square listeners. Who are my Peace Square listeners? Those who are passionate about the pussy and passionate about the penis. We get it. They were with me when I indoctrinated the Oral Sex Bill of Rights here in 2018 on National Orgasm Day. It's a natural gift. Oral sex is not bad or disgusting. And I will shatter the glass ceiling on this podcast. That is not bad or disgusting. 
and we're going to dispel of any negative notion that it is. Absolutely. Okay. Right now we have over 2,000, 2,000.4 members um, in my clubhouse room called The Pleasure Journey. Oh, yeah, you're going to love it. So anyway, Takoya Lee, uh, Takoya, we call her T. Lee for a short in, in, in the, play, the Pleasure Journey room on Clubhouse and where I met her. And she's one of my mods uh, when she's there. And um, she's a poet. She's a poet. And I'm like, you got to come on season four. We just kicked it off. I would love to have you on here. And we had an amazing experience. I was consumed with goosebumps the whole time. And you're going to love her. So stay tuned because we're about to jumpstart this amazing season four, episode two. Yes. And you will learn what the name of the room is. Excuse me, the podcast episode is. Because I don't want to tell you yet. But you're going to love it. Thank you in-depth conversation, you know, so to my Peace for listeners, again, you guys are just badasses. I love, respect you, bow down to greatness. My goal for 2022 is to make sure I bring you excellent content. Um, I'm opening up the, the platform to those who have a voice. I'm here for you. Come and share your voice. My platform, season one, was about oral sex. To dispel of the negative notion Oral sex is bad or disgusting. We know that's bullshit. Seriously, people, exactly. Stop the cray-cray. And then season two, I talked about the indoctrination of, you guessed it, that's right, the Oral Sex Bill of Rights. And I actually recorded that on my podcast. So go to the podcast, you'll definitely find it. Absolutely. And season three, which was the beginning of uh, 2021, I wanted to talk about um, the pussy shutdown. I did the podcast Global Summit. It was an awesome, awesome experience. I had a huge, huge following in that uh, when I participated in it. However, um, I my topic was the pussy shutdown because women's sexual health and sexual wellness is is under attack. It's like, how are you doing this? This again is something because of. Um, societal norms, misogyny bullshit, and of course patriarchal bullshit that you want to continue to shut down women's voices because we speak candidly about our bodies. And I have to tell you, Instagram is one of them. My account got shut down. Yes, insanity. But again, you know, we here to promote positiveness and that's what I'm about. So I just want to make sure you guys are aware. That's what season three was going to be about, the pussy shutdown. And um, I'm not giving up on it. And I just want to share with you really quick before I introduce you to Koya, Scott Littleton. Uh, she is known in my clubhouse room as T. Lee. And uh, it's short for <laughs> Takoya Scott Littleton. She's a newly published author. Uh, she is a poet. She's a spiritualist, free spirit actor, and educator. So we're going to have fun with this. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we both did. Back to season three on my podcast, it was the pussy shutdown. And with the, the misconception that women libidos is a myth. Yeah, okay. Women's sexuality is under attack, faced with double standards, gender bias, 
is heavily muted and outright banned. So that's on Clubhouse. I mean, excuse me, correction. Especially on Instagram. Clubhouse is awesome. They actually support and give us a platform to talk about our concerns and issues. I love it. Um, that women's sexuality and sexual health is not important and their sexual libidos is a myth. So again, let's stop the cray-cray and shed light on this misogynistic mindset and start a conversation that is so needed, especially on social media. So since I didn't complete the season, season three, on the podcast, I'm going to reintroduce it, you know, uh, the Pussy Shutdown. And why I created the name The Pussy Shutdown, because it's kind of like, is that a rhetorical question? Like, where are we going with this? Or are you really shutting down the pussy? Of course not. No, but it's to shed light that we have to embrace women's sexuality and women's sexual health. Because our bodies, men and women's bodies, were designed to enjoy sexual pleasure. So get out of the head the negativity or the bullshit notion that women's bodies don't matter. Because we know that people love being inside that pussy or eating and munching and making love to that pussy. Because it's important, hey. Let's stop the craziness. Please, please, please. Okay. So with that, um, just pulling back from season three, I'm going to incorporate that into season four because now we're in 2022. And what are we talking about? The pleasure journey. This is the platform for this year, season four. The pleasure journey. And what is the pleasure journey? Number one, understanding self-love, self-care, self-awareness, self-exploration. That is one where you will hear throughout Clubhouse, oh my gosh, pounding, pounding, pounding in the mindset of people. Self-exploration, one, is your birthright. Number two, your body is a wonderland of pleasure, sexual pleasure. That was Jaya, who also appeared on the Netflix Love, Sex, and Goop. Got to check it out. It's amazing, okay? And number three, number three is your birthright. Let's stop the cray cray. The pleasure journey, what is the pleasure journey? It's about the connection. What is the connection in layman's terms? Chemistry and attraction. That's what that is, the connection. You could do it through your sex senses, through the sight, the sound, the taste, the touch, and the smell. And what other smells? Your pheromones. Your pheromones. Yes, absolutely. And then, and these are things we all have in our body naturally, all twos. And this is what I talk about for my, my brand, my platform, Orlicious brand, seriously, my workshops, I teach from a perspective of naturalness. And I'm not knocking tools, I don't promote them. Uh, no. Is there nothing but the cherry on the cake, not even the icing on the cake, the cherry on the cake. Because for you to truly, truly enjoy your sexual dynamic, you got to surrender to it. There's no conditions. It's not pre-planned. No. Your beautiful body. Men and women bodies are so beautiful, artistically gorgeous. So tap into that beautifulness that we all have. We all have it, absolutely. So season four of the podcast I'm going to be talking about the pleasure journey, okay? It's your sexual birthright. How do we get there, right? So we want to definitely talk about the connection. 
the chemistry, the attraction, which is nothing but vibrational energy because we're all vibrational creatures. Known fact, people. Oh, yeah. That sexual energy is real. I went 10 hours because we kissed like animals. The pussy never went dry. The pussy never had to be lubricated. I just happen to have great genes, by the way, but let's stay focused. But seriously, it's a gift. You got to stop playing games with it, okay, honestly. And then, pleasure journey, remember we have the connection. And guess what? The experience. The experience. It's not from A straight to Z because of what society thinks we suppose, how we're supposed to have with sexually charged culture where society divine, divine, excuse me, defines how we're supposed to have an orgasm from A to Z. Forgetting about all the in-between juiciness from B through Y. That's where Tati comes in. Absolutely. I'm going to always remind you, okay, we're not going to live in a sexually charged culture that only focuses on how we're supposed to have an orgasm. No. No. Toss it out the window. Religion, out the window. Mm-mm. God never wanted religion to define how we're supposed to have sex expressed in the bedroom. Mm-mm. It's not of him. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Why? Because the bodies were designed to enjoy sexual pleasure. Man didn't create body. Women didn't create body. The universal energy created body. And he created it with beautiful, amazing nerve endings. Nerve endings. The lips have 10,000 nerve endings. 10,000. 10,000. The, clit, the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings. The penis, 6,000 nerve endings. Absolutely. And guess what? The breasts, breasts, men and women, hello, hello, hello. 12,000 nerve endings. What does that mean? They're sensitive to the touch. And guess what? Guess what? And because they were designed to enjoy sexual pleasure, people. Yeah. And women libidos, our genitals are the only genitals, only genitals that were designed exclusively for pleasure. This is a fact. You don't need a degree to, this, to know this. This is a true fact. And why? It's because the vagina canal, the vulva canal, the pussy canal, the lotus flower canal must be lubricated before penetration. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's another topic, another time. The orgasm gap. Oh, boy. We got to talk about that, but not today. Okay, because I want to definitely introduce to you my amazing guest, Takoya Scott Littleton. You can find her on mostly all platforms, I believe. Uh, she's definitely on Instagram. And her Instagram handle is... Ooh, what is her Instagram handle? Sorry. And her handle is always so sensitive. That's A L W A Y S. S-O-S-E-N-S-I-T-I-V-E. And she actually just launched her book. And it's been doing very well. And uh, she launched it on, on December 19th on Amazon. And she is now considered an Amazon best-selling author. Kudos to Koya. I'm excited about that. So we're going to jump in and we're going to uh, enjoy this amazing conversation we had. Um and again, to my P-Square listeners, those who are passionate about the pussy and passionate about the penis, thank you for staying tuned in uh, to hear my amazing interview with Takoya Scott Littleton. 
and for her to talk about uh, Queen Things, A Journey to Bohemia, a book of poetry, her first volume. And um, I just love how we um, shape the conversation of, because everything, I mean, she's like a plethora of beautiful poems. Oh my goodness. And I'm always attracted by the title of a poem, you know, and poetry just gets a bad rap. It really does because you have no idea what you're missing, people. But I have to tell you, our conversation, you know, and how Takoya just laid out the ones I picked and we just discussed them and they have you captivated at the very onset. You know, so again, thank you, Peace Square listeners, for tuning into my podcast, Aurelicious, A Tale of Sex. Why? Because we all have a tale to tell about sex. So what's your tale? So stay tuned. Hey, welcome back. Tatiana here, a.k.a. your tap out queen. And let me be very clear. I hold that title with a badge of honor. If you don't know what the tap out queen is, you need to. I think I actually recorded it on my podcast. Uh, I think I did. Anyway, it's also in my book, Aurelicious, The Truth About Oral Sex, Intimacy, and Passion. I talk about it all the time. And again, remember, Usher sung about it. So I'm on a messenger, so don't hate on a messenger. But um, again, thank you for coming back. I'm just going to read you Takoya Scott Littleton's bio. And then we're going to jump into the, in, into the interview. Encompassing a Midwestern sensibilities, New York state of mind, and California dreams, Takoya Scott Littleton's poetry has been evolutionary. A graduate of Hampton University and New York University and diverse experience in the arts, she uses the written word as a form of liberation, education, and consciousness. Currently residing in Southern California, Takoya is a local educator and performer in her community. Takoya is currently working on more written work to be presented and live through audio. Is that awesome? Are we ready for this interview? Stay with us. Tatiana here, a.k.a. your Tap Out Queen. I'm excited to be here tonight. I have a very, very special guest. I met this queen goddess on the one and only, I know, Psycho Curry Curry Clubhouse. It is what it is, but I got to give kudos to Clubhouse. Why? Because Clubhouse is creating conversation, which we so need because everybody's still texting and, okay, and emailing, and no one's having conversations. And I think our brains, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, Need that conversation. Remember, the sex senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell, okay, here. Conversations is back and strong. And, and, and I have to say this beautiful goddess, her name is Takoya. I'm not done with it. Takoya Scott Littleton. That's a powerful name. Takoya yes. Scott. Yes, I love it. She is a powerful, powerful spirit angel and, and, and goddess queen. And I definitely want to share with you, um, what I learned about her, and this is with her bio, of course, on um, Clubhouse. Number one, she's a beautiful person. Beautiful woman. Inside and out. Amen. Okay? But most importantly, she's a poet. She is a spiritualist. I love that. And all these questions that I ask for my T-square listeners, and who's my T-square listeners? Those who are passionate about the pussy, passionate about the penis. 
this is for you. And thank you for, for being dedicated to this podcast for now four years in our fourth season. Yes, yes, yes. And, of course, what is the name of the podcast? Orlicious, A Tale of Sex. And what is a tale of sex? We all have a tale to tell about sex. So what's your tale? You have an open invitation to come on my podcast. Please share your voice and your platform because you know I have one. Yes, I believe in oral sex. I am a pro proponent of oral sex. And I've learned on the Clubhouse, I guess I'm considered a cock worshiper. <laughs> I find that fucking shit really funny, but it's okay. But, yeah, I, I just a person really love on the penis. I love to love on what it is, what it does, because it inspires me, gets my juices flowing. And what's great about a wet pussy? Victoria Falls. And also, like Cardi B said, wet, wet ass pussy. Makes it pull out saying, we, I'm just saying, I'm only the messenger. Don't hate it. Getting back to this amazing goddess. Uh, she is also known as T Light. Am I saying that right, beautiful? Well, you know, my name is so long. <laughs> um, so on Clubhouse, I have it as T uh, Lee, meaning L I, uh, my last name being Little. Okay. I tried to put Scott in there, but they wouldn't fit it, so Keely. Keely, I love it. But first of all, I just love your name. I also love your Instagram. Always so sensitive, and I like how you broke it down, you know, where you can get all that in there. Because you look at it, you know what it says. I love that. Yes. You're also a free spirit. Mm-hmm. You're an actor and an educator. We got to we gotta tap in all that. That, that. I just love it. Absolutely. And then... Is it correct you are a published author now? I am. Officially, officially with this book, I am a published author. Um, and then on Amazon, I became a number one bestseller within the first, like, three days. So Congratulations. I'm definitely going to write my – listen, people, when you find something beautiful and rare and it, it resonates deep within your core, the only right thing to do, especially if they're putting out a book of literature, you have to comply with that gift. And what do you do? You write reviews. You write, good or bad, you write, write the review. I had, Sequoia, I had 300 people at my book launch at the Museum of Sex. Fucking amazing. Good sales that night. If I have 11 reviews, 11 reviews, I'm blessed and grateful. Because yeah. the topic of the book, Oral Issues, the truth of our oral sex intimacy and passion, I think the oral sex is what keeps people away from being associated with my book. And it's a beautiful book. I mean, it's very, actually, it's very good. But most important is the art. It's Tiffany Blue. We don't like Tiffany. Like, are you serious? And you know, yeah, it's much to get into this, so let's continue going. Um, and, and, uh, about beautiful, brilliant minds, Hampton and, Hampton University at NYU alum. Yes, yes. Representing the HBCU and then uh, went to graduate school at NYU and that's where, where I feel like I really earned my stripes as <laughs> just a human being. So congratulations! Very, uh, proud that I've made it through both journeys. You know, they, they turned out to be very useful. Absolutely. I know you have Hampton stories, okay? And I know you have NYU stories. You can't be in the goddamn village of New York and don't, and don't find something unusual, intriguing, exciting, alluring. New York City. <laughs> exactly. New York City. Like, you really have to, you know, grab it by the balls and you just gotta live in New York life. So, stories for days, okay? And surrender to it or it will, 
it will it will it will engulf your ass. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. But I know I know you handled it very well. Let me continue. Okay. Uh so I'm still here. <laughs> and going strong. I cannot wait yes. to get into even though I did go through um the um the table of content and I picked out titles that just resonated with me and would love to delve, delve into them. But again, you have a platform here. So whatever is on your heart, whatever you want to share, you know, for the world to hear, it yeah. starts here on this platform. Absolutely. So science is real. Art is life. Growing wealth. Listen, then speak. Sapio Demi Fluid. Love that. We got to delve into that. That sounds delicious and delectable. And, um, uh, what else? This is an excerpt. Uh, I think I've lied to you. I like that one. Um, I'm reading actually from, um, we call her T. <laughs> I call her, I call her Sequoia. I just love the name Sequoia because you don't find that name a lot. You just don't. It's a rare name. It's a beautiful name. And you can definitely tell us like, what came about that beautiful name, okay? Yes. And uh, let's see what else I have here. Um, oh, so much, so much, so much. I love this. Um, I think that's part of the um, – oh, no. Let me let me just go back to the book of poetry. So, Takoya, welcome to – I'm going to give you a pleasure, journey. You see that? Let me focus. And I, I do my own editing, so I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm just so honored to have you here. Welcome uh, to Koya, Scott Littleton. Uh, I am so looking forward to us delving into the title of your book, Book of Poetry, Queen Things, A Journey of Bohemia. And what's so great about the dynamic of this beautiful piece of literature, she breaks down what Bohemia might mean to those who don't understand how it relates to this book. You know, the book of poetry, I, I love it. But I definitely want to read the segment that, that you'll find in the book, too, a word from the poet. As the experience of self-actualization continues on, I offer you peace and these poems. I present to you my thoughts and feelings as a contribution of support and affirmation that you are not alone on this walk. These poems are yours now. Treat them well. Do your best to keep your heart wide open, third eye watching with slight side eye and your feet steady. This journey is not for the faint at heart, but it's worth it. But it's worth it. I love that. I say, is it right? I say, I say, yes, 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 yes. So, Sequoia, welcome, welcome, welcome to Orwell. I'm so glad to be here. Really, this is exciting. This is my first time ever being interviewed, so this is a moment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, listen, if you haven't talked, we want we can do it. No, absolutely. Again, I'm honored, you know, um, and I and I truly believe there's a universal connection where. People are put into your life for such a time as this or for a reason or a season. And I, as I said, I always give kudos to Clubhouse because we would have never met had we not met on Clubhouse. Yeah. You know, and and, what, yeah. and how we I've evolved from meeting people like you in, in the room that I do host there, you know, um, the pleasure journey. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I love how whatever stage we're on, 
we're learning, we're evolving, we're being enlightened by people all walks of life, by conversations. So first and foremost, what inspired you to create this collection of poetry, literature, uh, and what was the underlining motivation um, that had you to finally get it done? I know you talked about when, when we first met, you read a piece of your work, and it was like, oh, my God, like, Okay, where's, who's our agent? We just talk to them right now. But she's, like, remarkable. I remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And thank you for letting me read. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, the reason um, at the core of it for my writing these poems and then collecting them and turning them into, I guess maybe you could call this a volume, uh, one, is just that uh, it's definitely my calling. Um, I think I've always felt like, I, I thought I was in control of my life and, and the direction it was going in. Like, I remember having a plan at nine, you know, and that comes from a lot of um, encouragement and support from my family. Um, I'm the first one in my family to go to college and finish. I'm the first one in my family to go to grad school and finish. I'm the first one to leave my hometown and live um, several different places. So being the adventurer, um, you know, I try to capitalize on each one of the moments, like what I'm experiencing, um, you know, just so I can remember whether it's good or bad. I think, you know, remembering certain things, remembering lessons and how you felt and, you know, um, the impact that life was having on you um, is important. So I've always been a writer, even as a child. So I started to take it more seriously. Um, especially when I was living in New York, because it's New York. You know, New York brings out whatever is in you that you're afraid to try, you know. There's something about the air in New York that you breathe it in, and you just want to conquer the world, you know. So um, it finally dawned on me that among many hats, which is great, you know, being a, a, a performer and being a director and being an educator, at the, at the crux of all of it, I'm a poet. Um, and I have to start claiming that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically the, the whole purpose. And then um, many of these, some of these poems are from way back in, like, the early 2000s. And then it, it comes up uh, through the uh, pandemic. Um, and, you know, I, I finally felt like, okay, at least this, this group is done. And um, these poems have meant so much to me. You know, because once upon a time, I did not have a plan to publish or, or uh, write a book. I was just writing. Um, but the poems, I always, I would always go back and start reading them again, you know, just so if I was going through something, I would go back and see where I was, see where I, where I am right now. Uh, and I, I got to a point where, like, you know, I, I don't think I need these anymore. I've gotten from them what I needed. Um, and one thing I am is a, uh, I'm a giver, you know, I'm a pleaser to a certain extent, um, and I love to love people and, and and help them heal, you know, or at least be willing to accompany them on the journey of healing because I think we're also learning how to do that correctly. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely wanted to share these poems with the world so that, you know, I know the blessings I got from them, you know, and, and I know one way that people heal is, is when we can connect and empathize and sympathize. So I was like, well, I want I want other people to have these because they need them like I needed them. Yeah. 
Well, how profound. Thank you for sharing you. that. So you've always been a writer, or what What? What motivated you to, to find that talent? You know, when I was in college, um, I struggled with writing. My daughter went to prep school, so they, they, they prepped her for college and the best of this, the best of that, where I went to a school where English was not uh, – was imperative. You know, um, and I've always struggled with, with writing. And I, I, and I truly believe I miss my calling. I love writing. And, um, when I write, it's like, I just let it flow. And of course, I love Toni Morrison, like who doesn't, right? But right. she always said, just be descriptive. You should be able to go in your room, your bedroom, and write everything descriptively what's around you. And that just changed my whole dynamic. Even with a piece of work I'm working on right now, um, I had to rewrite the whole damn thing because it wasn't descriptive enough. Nothing. I, you know, and I, if you have not seen her documentary, um, have you seen it? I am. Okay, so you know, you know. And when she was talking to, uh, um, I think she was talking to Davis, um, Angela Davis, and she, and she's like, just describe, just describe, describe. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, my gosh. 
But you know, if I'm mine, I'm like, oh, I'm grown, grown. Or now you're grown. No, you know, you don't get no two grown, grown. You get a grown, okay? Mm-hmm. Often in the company of like-minded people with few permanent ties, 
Um, it involves musical, artistic, literary, or spiritual pursuits mm-hmm. in this context. Bohemians may be wanderers, adventurers, or vagabonds. And I've just always been drawn to that because I definitely feel that's me. You know, my, mm-hmm. my whole life, I, I just, I'm just out here experiencing. So with this um, specific um, poem, I Got a Motherfucking Story to Tell, mm-hmm. I think it's really just me breaking out, you know, and saying, like, I have something to say, and I'm going to say it. So here it goes. I got this motherfucking story to tell, and it ain't lying with cherries and roses. I got this motherfucking story to tell, and it ain't gonna make you feel all cozy, but poses the question of who the fuck are you? I got this motherfucking story to tell, and I'm gonna be my real self when I tell it. I got this motherfucking story to tell, and all I ask is that you give me some space and a moment of your time to redesign how you see me. Double degrees me. With all this ass and a bit of sass that comes off a bit aggressive, but impressive for the naked eye to see. I got this motherfucking story to tell that it will spell every false detail that you inhaled when you watched the reality show of your choice on Sunday night through Monday night. I got this motherfucking story to tell that don't require any of your edits. Because to my credit, I'm the one who has this motherfucking story to tell. Asha. Asha. So I'm also diving into um, identity as well as um, the experiences um, culturally and how I'm treated, which Mm -hmm. we all know that's a Mm -hmm. a whole story. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I really feel like at this moment in time when I wrote this story, it's like I'm going to finally rise up and say what i got to say and just not care about what anybody has to say about it because it's my story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so you don't you don't get to tell me how it's supposed to play out. This is mine. You listen and I will tell you my story. Like it's an honor. You know, again, going back to Queen things, you know, the thing about Queens is it's, it's an honor to be in the presence of the Queens. You know? But can you as well as so honest being near her, still see her as a human being, give her the space to tell you her experience. And accept her space. And accept her space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the Queen thing. I love the title, A Journey to a Bohemia. I love that as well. It resonates deep within you. It really does. Queen things. That, elaborate a little bit more what, what that is to you, Queen things, and how it falls under the volume of these amazing uh, pieces that you put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, you know, the whole queen things and queen this, queen that was a big buzzword during 2020. Everybody was queen. Um, I was a little nervous about naming that, naming it that because it seemed like it was just popping up so much. So it was mm-hmm. like, what's going to make my queen things different from everybody else's? Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose that uh, is because I, I, I believe my song are about me picking up the tools, learning the lessons, doing the things to really live up to my crown. So, like, with what we just read, I got a motherfucking story to tell where that's me finally claiming my voice. You know, a queen has to have a voice. A queen has to have a voice. You know, prior to that, I didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. You know, I may have pretended to have Mm -hmm. a voice, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with posturing and and all of that. I was I was pretending very well. I'm an actress. You know, I, I, have, I have all the emotions. Um, but what I was coming to learn was that I wasn't really speaking 
how I was truly feeling, but instead of speaking in a way that either people expected me to, so I could present myself as, here we go, the strong black woman, or speaking in a manner to please others and deny self. Mm. Yes, not owning thyself, thy truth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Was this when you were in middle school? Because um, we all know that middle school, high school is, is the most challenging sometimes, just heartless environment. And this is why I'm like, my child will never go to public school. And from where I grew up in the city, it's yeah. different. You know, because yeah. they just pick on you just because they can. And if you look better, God forbid, it's just horrible. You know, and I'm like, nah. and what saved me and my, my sister, because we had cousins that attended school, and they just knew not to mess with those two. Because you just really fuck it up. Don't even try yeah. it, okay? But yeah. where I didn't want my child to go through that, and I just put her in private school because she didn't have to worry. She went, it was a different um, experience that she went through, um, being the only black student, female black yeah. student, in 12 years, like, seriously. But she yeah, stayed true to herself. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, it's sadly for us, mm-hmm. and I'll say specifically of mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. black girls, mm-hmm. it's a double-edged sword. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's a double-edged sword. So, yeah, this, uh, this poem I definitely wrote in my younger years when I just was like, oh, my, you know, I just wanted to finally just speak up for myself which is not easy when you're young. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's also a sentiment, I think, that, that comes and goes. It's an ebb and flow. Like, there are moments in life where you feel very uh, maybe challenged and not in control, and then there's other areas and moments in your life where you feel very empowered and, you know, you can take on the world. Um, I think my perspective on that now is just trying to find balance. But you guys, you got to be careful when you have some balance, too, which is another Oh, that's another topic. Oh, my God. Yes, but, you know, no. Because I'm at a point in my life where I always wanted that O alignment. What is that O alignment, Takoya? It's that Oprah alignment, you know, and she worked years for that, you know. And I definitely think I pray that one day we can all find that, that place where even if you're pulled from left to right, from any aspects of life, that you will come back at the end of that day, and just hug yourself, tell yourself it's going to be okay, and when you quiet your mind just to get silent, it brings you back full circle to that alignment. And I'm, I'm, I'm on that now. And today was a great, I'll tell you after you finish, but confirmation, oh, for the first time in my life, that I just finally allowed myself to just trust and believe and, and just pay attention because he's going to come through or whatever your high power might be. Then yeah. he's gonna come through, and I tell you, ridiculously, like, oh shit, this is okay. This, this is what it's supposed to be like, okay. But with that yeah, said, yeah. the poem I really truly love because um, I think it, it blankets preteens to those who might be going through and growing into adulthood because that voice clearly spoke, "You matter," yeah. and I don't have to roll into what you think I should be because my voice matters and I will be respected and you will hear me even if I'm silent you will hear me yeah yeah I love it that was I have goosebumps right now yeah thank you so much were you going that's where you were going with that with this particular one um yeah definitely powerful oh that was good that was great which which rolls into the next one (laughs) 
Awesome. <laughs> no, you can't really be my friend. Hello? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay, I want to follow along with you. You want to give me the page number for that one? Uh, I think it's, um, in my book, it's page 31. Now, when I sent you, it may be different. Um, okay. If you click on the side, if you're on your computer, yes. and if you're on Word, it should say, uh, see outline. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and then you can see the title, so you can scroll oh. and okay. like, hit the title, and it should just pull up for you. Okay, and this one here is, no, you can't be really, be really be my friend. I love that. Girl, I can't wait to get to plantation relations because that one I know for a fact you reference that on your Instagram or, or your clubhouse. So I'm just saying, I'm not going to be greedy here, but girl, okay. No, yeah, here it is here. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, my gosh. Okay, beautiful. So what inspired you to do this one? Okay, so I'm just going to, you know, be up front. So of course. This one I actually wrote during the pandemic, so 2020, right? Okay. So, of course, 2020, quarantine, quarantine, and I mean, you had to be living under a rock to not know what was going on in the world, Hello. Uh, what was going on, <laughs> especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our political climate, our mm-hmm. social climate is... Just some things I was experiencing personally, you know, and um, I also think this poem is when I really started to wake up in a way. Okay. I was blinded to, wasn't blinded to, um, never have been blinded to uh, my existence as, existence as a black girl mm-hmm. and woman in this world and mm-hmm. what it feels like to navigate uh, relationships and friendships, especially with people who are not black. Yeah, and I just, you know, I also tried to put in there, 
And I think I see it more now. It's just not only in my my own cycle in my head about how I'm being perceived. Absolutely. But you're in your own cycle too about how you're perceiving me and if you're if I'm picking up on how you're perceiving me. You know, it's like it's this tangle weave we web or web we weave. (laughs) Um I've had a lot of experiences like that and, you know, I still try to put myself Especially in NYU, keep going. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I went there. Um, I know. <laughs> but you know. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's just, you know, it's exhausting. So well, I, you always I, gotta prove yourself and and yeah. and what what I find so dis- distorted and so just in the twenty first century People of color still have to prove ourselves that we should even exist. You know that we're that that we do matter. You know that yeah, what made this great country that we have was not was not acquired or born of its greatness on one race of people. That's fucking inhumane and outright ridiculous and ignorant, personally. And yeah. it just has to stop. It has to stop. Now, when will it stop? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. It would be that great. It would, it would be interesting. You know, maybe kind of cool to be here mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it stops. But then I also sometimes feel like, well, if it stops and then the world ceases to make sense to me the way I've been conditioned to operate in it, should I be here? Because I don't want to be a part of the poison then. And I hear what you you're saying. What saying. No, I absolutely, I, I do. But... When I think about my ancestors and what they've gone through and what they've, all the blood, shit, and tears that they've had to go through so we could be where we are, that the fight is never, ever over. Because. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that we, 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 there's progress. I think that we, we've made a to you in the universe. Because if we ever let up, if we ever let up, then we're going to go back to the lynching stages, I'll be honest with you. And that's not yeah. happening. No time soon. Yeah. No, we can't have that. Yeah, no. We can't have that. I mean, it, it, no, we can't have that because at that point, it, it's all gloves are off. You know, like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Um, I do think, I do see a glimmer with, you know, because I'm an educator, so I mm-hmm. work with especially, uh, I, I work at a high school. Um, I see their thinking, how they think about things. You know, right. they're very confused about, they're confused by how we've had to live, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because they don't think that is way. normal. They don't think yeah. that is right. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and you're often taken aback, like, how does this child understand normalcy better than me? Exactly. You know? Um, so I do see that glimmer of them dismantling all that. Oh, absolutely. And, like said, and they are, let me see. Yeah, if, if I'm here to see that, that is a beautiful Oh, absolutely, right? absolutely. But if I'm not, you know, I, I leave my love and my courage and all my things to them as armor mm-hmm. um, for, this, for this good fight, you know, for this good fight. But I, I do, you know, I told a friend, you know, and, and they, you know, going back to the poem, they were non-black. And, you know, they were asking, like, when will this be over? And I was like, honey, I mean, at this point, it's been in creation for 700 years, so it may take 1,400 to dismantle it. I mean, you just got to wait in line like everybody else. Or, or, or we used to accept the truth, that there's still disparity and race still matters in this country. Until you own that shit, it's going to always be totally one-sided. But one thing I can truly say, and I want to believe, that all America is not, not, 
in that realm of, of, of speaking and, and how you created this, this poetry and this particular poem, right? Because I think about the progress you made, think about what we've accomplished as a country, as a people. You know, we didn't do this by ourselves. We had people of non-color who fought along beside us. Where we had a civil war, we had to shut down the psychosis, dumbass, uh, Jim Crow laws. Yeah, I can't talk about politics. They, they see a side I really don't want to right, right. tarnish your girl. <laughs> I might, I might have to press some stuff. I apologize yeah, for you. No, I because, no, don't apologize. <laughs> they understand. Um, and you know, Absolutely. that's why I wrote the poem. Because, I mean, the thing is, the convert conversation. Absolutely. Know? And without me even naming or saying mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, what are we going to do about it? No, I know. I know. And what I would like to offer you, if you would like to, like, maybe um, Valentine's Day, you know, put it this way. If you ever want to do a room in the evening, because I know there's many rooms on porch slamming and so forth, but if you ever want to do a room with me, um, and we can do it under, you know, your pussy's not broken or the pleasure journey. I have another room called Love and Self, um, another brand that's under another brand, whatever. But um, and just let you do the reading, and we just listen and we ask questions and we talk, like we're doing tonight, you know, on the podcast. Yeah. Because I think the more that we get the voice out there, the more that they see this gift of knowledge. Because if you don't know, you don't know. But if you're sharing knowledge to open up the, the window. To right. see if you look through, oh, it's not what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a good, that's a good way to, to look at it because, you know, it's like, well, I may be too scared to open the door, but I will open the window so you can look inside. Right. You know, right. over time, I'll raise the window and maybe take a chain off the door. You know, like, this is, right. This is, this is, this is you know, oh, absolutely. Time. But we've come far. The fact we had a, a black president, okay, hello. And you don't get smarter than a constitution lawyer from Harvard. And this man still, still had his ass written because he was a black man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get my conservative friends, you know, black and white. Oh, no, no, shut up. I'm a, I'm a black Republican. I've been a Republican for years. I just do not embrace the Democrats because I just think they treat black like you still need the crutch. But I need you to usually give me what I need to get done. But yet you still ain't getting, you're still not being effective. Well, the Republicans just don't give a fuck. They're all about power and money. Keep it real. So now I am considered an independent because I can't embrace none of them. They just all think. And the crazy part is we don't come in love. Yeah. And this is what's so shocking. I might I might delete this part. But the world's watching America. Yeah. Yeah. So they are. Right. And and you keep seeing the fragment, the frag, the frag, the, the, the tattered fra, fra, um, fabric in our country. And when you think to be whole. How's the vital will fall? So we're on, we're going to get off this one, okay? <laughs> I love it. That's why I write this stuff. This is why I write it. Because I want people to talk. We got to talk. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But as far as your idea about Valentine's Day, like, yeah, I'm definitely down because, you know, I still, I still have uh, at least two or possibly three books more of poems. And so now that this is out, I'm really trying to get this out there, but, in my mind, I'm starting to think about book two, which is going to be more about love. Okay. Awesome. You know, so awesome. Um, oh, I think you know, that would be great. So, yeah, just be able to shop for home would be lovely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, yeah, you just let me know. We'll figure it out. 
Because, you know, I really love where the room is going. Now we're doing five or yeah. six hours. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. people, everybody yeah. has lives. And I don't want to. And, and I feel bad because they they show up. You know the money. You guys show up. You guys, for the duration, people have lives. And I don't want to yeah. be responsible for taking away from their lives because they want to just not not be um, uh, committed but or like you owe. But, you know, because I truly believe in my heart of hearts that is genuinely they want to be there. They want to, you know, hang and do that. But it's okay to cut it off. Well, because you want to keep them guessing, and you want to Absolutely. Play. And that's why I had to step in. I had to step yeah. in. Because they're at a point where the stage is now more than the audience. And then, we, we, and again, the conversation is fucking insane. We're just like, wow, validating. Yeah. Five yeah. and six hours, but it's like, and then we're coming out of different topics, out of one topic, which I love. But make yeah. the asses come back. Yeah. You guys are in five and six hours. You ain't getting paid. I ain't paying you yet, okay? That's deep. We, we, we got to talk about that one. Yeah. 
you know, the absence of joy. So I don't, I don't like to always say, well, you know, you get what you attract. No, I think sometimes that's not right. Because then what about people who are victims of violence? Right. Did they attract that? Like, I don't want to say. Yeah, I agree. But what, Very good what I can say, yeah, what I can say specifically with this, I was so empty and wanting so much as well as giving so much, but I wasn't giving anything to myself. So, um, you know, I, I allowed myself to accept what I was giving, which wasn't enough. Yeah. Because I still can't fill that cup. you got to fill that cup. Absolutely. And you've come full circle within thyself since,
But the purpose of aging is for you to then gather the lessons and the things for you to sit your ass down, mm. you know, <laughs> and be able to take a step back and just look at things sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And is my world looking the way that I feel helps me show up in the best way? I love you it. know, mm-hmm. so that that I think, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's interesting that they came up just now when I read this poem. Mm-hmm. You know, and just my dedication to mm-hmm. rest now, Absolutely. and how much more peace I've gained since I I, I prioritize my rest yeah. because I can only really show up and be Takoya and all of its great twists um, if if I haven't had my rest. You know, and yeah. allow myself to commune with myself so that I can be present. Thank you. And, you know, honestly, I always get messages through my higher source. And I'm enjoying you. I'm loving you. I'm feeding off everything you say. I, I truly Thank you, babe. I truly believe the message I had to hear tonight was that ministry. Because I'm always, people who know me know I'm on my grind and hustle since my child came out my womb. And I, I, I live to create um a legacy for my family, and, and, and it's like nonstop. And I used to get eight hours of sleep. If I get four or five, I'm lucky, which is ridiculous because my body, Takoya, wakes up every morning, five, six, five in the morning, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And on weekends, I'm an adult. I had grown, so I'm, like, I'm staying up late. I'm staying up late. I don't care. Two o'clock, one o'clock, and by then I'll go to bed, and then I'll just wake up whenever because I don't wake up anymore to, like, alarm clocks anymore. No. I, I just don't do that. But I miss my eight hours. I miss my eight hours. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've earned it, Kathy. You know, you've definitely earned it. And I understand wanting to create a legacy. I mean, I think that's definitely something brain in us as black people, wanting to make sure we leave a legacy, you know, because for so long. In this world. Do so. Yeah, in this world. Um, I get that. Um, I think... The way I look at it, because that's also something I think about, like, I should be doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And I've done that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mm-hmm. done that. Um, and I sometimes got the results I wanted, and I sometimes did not. Um, but I think reclaiming our, our bodies, we have to, we yeah. have to realize how rest is such an essential part. Because, again, our bodies weren't our own. You know, right. but now that they are, mm-hmm. you know, I what I do is I try to reclaim my body and I, I take my rest seriously and I do my best to trust uh, the universe um, to, you mm-hmm. know, the universe, girl. <laughs> the universe, God, you know, I don't, I don't no, know. No, I'm, I'm just saying universe. I'm not, I'm not you know, yeah. giving you God as well. I'm just saying universe. Because yeah. we know what the universe is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trusting that the universe will still lay out the path. And I'm, I'm making sure that I'm listening it so that yes. I can follow, so that I yes. accomplish exactly what I'm supposed to accomplish. Absolutely. I think that's some faith, and that's some trust. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so true. <laughs> which is something I, I, yeah, which is something that I do pride myself on, that when I say I trust God, I trust God. And there are things that I've done that people look at me like, you're crazy, and I'm like, but I trust God. And I cannot say not one time has it not worked for my good. Even if the result didn't show up the way that mm-hmm. I wanted it to, it still worked out for my good. You know. Everything you so said because sure that I get. I just think you said it because since you segue this in, um, over the last month I've been reading um this um I'm just grab it for a second. Oh, I'll just grab it right here. 
So, it's a beautiful scripture. It's, it's common. You hear every Christian, you think about it, always the quote in the scripture. And yep. it is yep. Psalm 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not into thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge and he shall direct your path. This, for the first time in my life, and I'm not lying to you, Cora, came to <laughs> Lost my world. Even before we got on this call, um, I was waiting on this IPO that I was able, blessed to be a part of. And I'll probably erase it from the conversation, but um, I was getting ready to make another investment. And I lost a big contract on Friday. And so my cash flow has literally stopped. Stop, 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 stop. So I'm like, but if I make this investment, I'll be able to, you know, like maybe pick up 9000 I can use right now, you know, um, so I can just have my cash flow more condensed. And and I said, but no, remember, 2022, ready to show focus, trust in God with all my heart, lean not to thy own understanding. And I have to, like, break. For the first time, this has resonated because I all I trust and believe like no one else trusts me. However, I still do I, I still do what I do. Well, guess what? You yes. cannot quote this and not believe it because if you don't, it's not going to come true. Yeah. Right before this is this, and I actually got an email right when I'm trying to close the room down because we went over four o'clock now. The cutoff is four o'clock. People three thirty. We start down close our our, our takeaways. Okay, let's go, let's go. We didn't go up to about 5 o'clock, 4.35 o'clock. But I got the email from, you know, the, the president of this project that um, that he's working on or whatever, and he spelled it out. Uh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, even if when you saved me, sir? So that means I didn't even have to even think about the investment because it was what, it's not what I thought it was. Because if you trust and believe and you literally yep. seriously – Lean not into your own understanding. He will show you what is next. And for the first time in my life, on this day, it finally resonated and came true. What's to say that I can now believe I cannot keep doing what I do? I have to trust and believe that he will definitely show me what to do next. To ask yeah. out and pay attention. Yeah. 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 So you got to even trust mm-hmm. the universe, God, your higher power, even when yes. he, she, they, them tell you to sit down and rest. Yes. You know? And that's um, why I meditate every yeah. day. I have to. Yes. Good. Good. Awesome. I I, I love that. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that for yourself because... You oh, know, I have to. Tatiana, you're, you're, a, you're a hell of a being. Like, you are a light. <laughs> you know? Thank you, beautiful. And, and you give a lot, you know, and you reach further than what you can imagine. So, please make sure if uh, you don't ever do anything I ever ask you, please always make sure you take care of yourself. Thank you, beautiful. Yeah, now Sunday is my, is I call it my relaxation day. It's the day for the last 30 plus years. I take my soothing bath, my aromatherapy bath, and I just decompress and release all the toxins and all whatever might be there. And to, to prepare myself for the week ahead. I have to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it does help me. It really does. because. And I want to, this is a shock. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down before you? Yes, I am. You know, this energy I have is crazy, right? Yes. It has calmed down over the years. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. Because oh, I'm older. 
older than you, girl, and it has calmed down. And I'm like, so what the fuck was I like before? I don't even want to talk about it, okay? Girl, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So my next one, you're going to love this one, I hope. Do you feel me? Do you feel me, Toya? Do you feel me? Do you feel me, girl? Do you feel me? <laughs> yes, you have a coma okay. name that I believe you do. <laughs> Realize that this is why 
the pleasure journey home has been so important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I haven't learned anything else in that room, mm-hmm. I've learned that everything starts with me, yeah. you know, and yeah. that pleasure should be a journey for me. It mm-hmm. should not be um, the, the struggle. Right. It should be a, it should be a fight. And it shouldn't be something that I'm giving so much to, but getting nothing back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I, what we've gone through so far has just been so poignant and so. Uh, first of all, I, so I, I grew up in a ghetto, and I love saying people. No, I'm like I grew up in Harlem. It was a ghetto back in the fucking seventies. People, stop playing, okay? Right. However, I love classical music because my parents gave us different things to enjoy. You know, we used to go to the theater. We would go to different aspects of the city to, to just evolve us and learn a lot about. So classical music, out of all the genres, you know, that I, that I love, you know, but classical is one of my favorite because it, the, 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 the notes are very harmonious, harmonious. You know, it yeah. could be, you know, dissonant or it could be not, but yet it, it creates something so euphoric that it's like the sounds are just, I want more. I want more. This poem here, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Because when I, when you first started reading it, I thought it was about you and, and a guy or something, you know, that you were, that he just was not seeing you for your worth and who you were because you were caught up in your emotions. And sometimes in relationships, this is why I tell people, you can't get emotions from the sky. You can't just pick them out. So what, what, what are you feeding into these emotions that's allowing them to fester. People again, they don't get the emotional. So what are you what are you doing when you're saying? So either you're part of the part of the the equation or the person you're after. And if they're ignoring it, then you're now feeding into it, it's making it grow. Yep. You know, powerful, powerful, powerful. But then you wind up being a slave to someone else. Am I right? Yeah. With this one? Yeah. You're completely right. Wow. So, you know, it's so much, again, it's really about me. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. you know, with my poetry, I've, I've noticed that I, I tend to call myself out, you know, and I'm calling myself out because it's like, look, I can't be the only one though. Oh, absolutely you know? not. I, I can't be the only one. Um, so please, please come gather and, and let's, let's talk and help each other, you know, to navigate this and why, why, why are we not seeing ourselves but have such high expectations for other people to see us? Mm-hmm. We need to shift that focus. You know, and I've had to learn how to shift my focus. It's not about the other person, you know. It's about me, you yeah. know. Yeah. Am I feeling love for me? Mm-hmm. Or am I requesting love? Right. You know? so. even, being, even being a slave to emotion, you know, because, again, you might want the, the you want the same reciprocal emotion from whomever you might be dealing with. But if they're not there, and yet you see that it is there, but it really isn't because you're so consumed by your emotion. And I think sometimes that's where the disappointments come in. Uh, that's where, you know, we, we start mentally beating ourselves up because I'm worthy. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah but we got to also be realists. Because I think people show you who they are, but we are so consumed by the outside noise that we don't see that then they're showing you who they are. Yeah, and also, 
can be so busy projecting what you think they should be right. to them. Absolutely. And the truth. Absolutely. You know? And to me, that's delusion. Oh, it is freaking delusion. <laughs> See, I'm trying, I'm, so, 20, so this season, season four, I'm trying to be soft and get my night. So that was a trigger to Roy, okay? I'm really trying, I'm really trying to be okay, soft and get Okay, this has to be a pilot. 
There are film schools. You know, even there are film schools, seniors who are looking for things for their portfolio. Yeah, yeah. To film, to do, to create. You know? And, and again, shop the idea. Because you have something here, beautiful. Oh, hell yeah. I will do that. I, I really appreciate that.
like holding on to these poems was me being ungrateful and not sharing, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not sharing what the part I'm supposed to share to help make this place better. Absolutely. You know, so, no, you're com- you're completely right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Talking like absolutely. You know, I have goosebumps, girl. I have goosebumps. Okay. Please. And you know, I also see you because I, I lived in New York for five years. So, if you ever need me to fly out, like, <laughs> come, come and come. Absolutely. Hey, wait, girl. What's so crazy? Even listen, Holly, Holly and I are, are relatives. Mm, okay. I, oh my gosh. Holly, girl, oh, I can't. Right. I can't. The other day she was in the room. room. What? I just, I, oh my God. I, I want to meet her. I, I have to meet her. I want to be under her tutelage. And she's so damn humble. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. this is under my nose right here. And I'm like, okay, I said, listen, bitch, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because you can't be that gifted and, and it hasn't happened for you yet. What are we doing, Holly? Yeah. Yeah. You're completely right. You're so right. Yeah. And and I say this because when Amanda Gorman brought Oprah Winfrey to tears, and um, the tears that she brought was tears of pure admiration and pure in awe yeah. of what yeah. this little person is and, and, and the world that's in front of her. And it's not a, it's not a nice world. And, and I want to help you in any way I can, but I will stay in my lane. And that's why I took yeah. away from her interview with with, with, with a little man mm-hmm. Foreman. Because when you have a voice, you have a voice. And you and I both know there's no lack of abundance in the universe. So who are yeah. you to tell me that I cannot unequivocally have my my beautiful poetry a life lesson yeah. for someone that has to hear it, but in a story? Yeah. And can I just say, like, of course, you almost just brought me to tears, even even bringing up her name, Amanda Gorman, during this conversation when I'm reading my stuff. Because when I saw that young woman on the inauguration, she read that poem, like, Shut it down. I was like, she it, she's the dream that she everything that this is what it was all for. Yep. This is what the struggle was for. Mm-hmm. Because she can't, she can literally not be stopped. She can't be found. And it makes me proud to be in community with someone who loves words too and uses them to empower. And poetry. And poetry, though. Because, again, like I said, poetry is the redheaded stepchild. But, see, I, I, that's who I want to kick it with. Though. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, oh, yeah. That, that's the room I want to be in. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, and what, yeah. interesting enough, though, now that we got to stay focused here, but I always... I consider myself a writer, an erotic writer, but I always love poetry, ridiculously. And I, I've written poetry. And, however, it's definitely a stepchild because people don't understand how to get the mind to flow rhythmically-wise and tell a story. That's a unique gift. Everybody don't have a fucking gift to a Right, right. You're, you're no. Right. And also... You know, the reason they talk to the stepchild is people judge poetry because it has no rules. Ah, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a particular formula. It's right. up to the poet. Right. You know? Now, I'm not saying all poetry is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think poetry is um, it's relative, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, when, but when it is good, it's good. Girl, you drop know? the mic. Drop the mic time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, Absolutely. That's why 
why it's still around. You know, oh, yeah. it's around, they judge it. They know when they pick it up every once in a while. It's good. Oh, yeah. That's where I like, that's where I like to be. Oh, yeah. I don't like homes. I, I do not like homes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, so this is why I'm we always... authority and everything. Girl, and I think this is why we are kindred spirits, because seriously, I always go against the motherfucking brain. This is why I am. I, I can't even help it sometimes. Girl, what? <laughs> what? I'm just a rebel. I'm just a rebel. I, I can't even help it. Girl, you know, listen, so, I bow down to greatness. Okay, God is queen. I'm just saying. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. So we're almost getting down to the wire. So, and I have like four, but I won't be greedy. But I, but you have to definitely plantation relations. What are you talking yeah. about, girl? What? Um, you know, and I was actually thinking plantation relations is probably a good way to end it because I also think that it will give a sneak peek into the next book. Okay, so, again, so we can hold on to that one then. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, let's do it. We can do a couple more before that one. Okay. okay, 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 so, okay, okay, see, I'm all excited, I'm getting excited, got me excited, got me excited, okay. <laughs> okay, so the poem I'm not ready to write. Really, Sequoia? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you want to throw it in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I think sometimes less can be more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think for me to at least extend the love out there and by calling him a king, because I don't use that. Mm-hmm. I don't owe everybody a king. I'm sorry. Just call everybody a queen, but everybody a king. I'm with you guys. So this particular person, my experience with him was very... Um, it was, it, it meant a lot to me. So mm. I wanted to at least say something, even if in the poem in a way it's like I didn't really say anything at all. But it is like, you know, the sense that it is there. Yeah. Well, it's resonating definitely within him and his spirit, you know, um, because the fact that you put it on paper and it's now published, the world will see it, you know, and, uh, yeah. I, I just love it. And what I love about your, your creations, your titles are just like, oh my goodness. Cause I, I, I because to me, the title is gonna, is gonna get, get the quiz in mind to be more inquisitive. Like, ooh, what does yes. we mean by that? Like, I, I love like, that. What is she talking about? Absolutely, absolutely. But honestly, I do have to, okay, let me down to two. Two more and that's it. Okay, and I hope I'm not hogging up your, like, your amazing, no. cause there's so many, but I'm like, okay, calm down, please. Because my folks gotta get the book. Get absolutely. The book. So, so I'm gonna try to get this posted like by, by, by next Friday. Cause I do my own editing. I used to send it out, but they want to get it ridiculously with the cost. Like, I'm bring it down. So I do all my editing, you know, um, and, uh, I'm definitely gonna try to get it up there before the end of the month. So at least no. I have it in January, be part of the January, uh, season kickoff, you know, yeah. and I'll put the link on my on my um on my website, uh the link to your Amazon. Yeah, I'll I'll write a blog post and I'll just post it. Okay. okay. And then I'll when, definitely when I post it, you know, the episode I'm definitely gonna shout it out in the room, of course, and then I'll add it to um I'll add it to the uh you know, the the screen. Uh, before we close the room down, or if it's a topic that we're talking about, it'll be up all the whole time. But seriously, yeah. the one thing I can definitely, definitely tell you to her, the success of any book is marketing and advertising. I cannot stress yeah. that to you. I know you know the right. thing to the choir. And my book, um, I believe, could have been that had I known that I had to create a marketing and advertising budget. Because um, I after my book launch, I didn't, I and I didn't have comments or even thing. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. It's done. Right, blah, blah, blah. I didn't put any money in marketing, you know, advertising. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a a what do you call that? Um, social media maven, and I choose not to be. I'm gonna pay people to do it for me because I don't have time. Yeah. I, and after Instagram shut down my account initially, I in 2018. Each time I you shut it down. I've been so anti stupid Instagram. Because yeah. also they are strictly against women's sexuality and sexual health. We yeah. cannot talk about so many accounts have been shut down. The woman who wrote um the um Black Bliss, I think that's the name, I'll correct that, but um the, the Pussy Prayer. Yeah. Shut yeah. her account down when she was almost at ten thousand uh, followers. Yeah, it's the the biasness <sighs> of a lot of platforms is very discouraging. You know, and um, I'm trying to become interested again because I know that's a way to really reach people. But absolutely, you know, it's just the discrimination for me. It's just it's, it's annoying. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, and I speak know, about just, women's sexual health and sexual and sexual wellness, and the fact that that's still patriarchal mindset and 
a pure puritanical ways. It's like, well, yeah, you allow, um, what is that, Playboy, Play, 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 Playboy, or kicks an ass, and they have millions of followers because they pay you. Like, yeah. huh? I, and I, honestly, for me, I cannot be part of the cray cray. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, that's why I don't have any followers on Instagram. Pay, you know, pay to play type. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's unfair. It's very unfair. No, I understand. But but the beautiful thing about that, again, is who you know. And I'm telling you, since I've been on Clubhouse, I've met film producers who reached out to me. Like, what? Are you waiting for me? Let me be ready. What? So I believe that Clubhouse is a blessing on so many different levels, but it has to be leveraged properly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I met Amina. You know, I met Sexology with Michelle. I met you, Takoya. Yeah. ASD, you know, CL, L, you know, and L started out in the freaking audience. And finally got blocked in the studio off the stage now. It's transforming, and it's really becoming the sanctuary. So, you know, really, just credit to you for that, Tatiana. Like, really, like, I'm not on the house unless I'm in your room. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm That's what Amina says now. I'm like, but again, it's a gift that we have to share. So, yeah. and then that's why I am humbly blessed and grateful because, like you, you guys come on the on stage and you're not getting paid. They're not hitting you up in the, in your bio that you can drop a dime, you know, and, and I don't listen. And when they said I was going to six hours, I'm like, okay, guys, you're not going to say it because I know you guys are nice and humble and I get it. I will call their asses out. You want them past yeah. 4 o'clock pages, hit them up with $5. Yep. And they yeah. go, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm sure the fuck on there. Yeah. They're old moms. They're dads. They're paying mortgages. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Nah. So I'm, I'm not going to be part of that. So I'm sorry. I love you guys, but no, nah, I'm shutting it down. If they want to come back, yeah. they'll come back, you know. So with that said, uh, lack of discipline, uh, could you please convey the message like, what's your gift with being disciplined, Missy? <laughs> I need oh, help, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tatiana, it's, it's still in, I'm still in the process. Okay. But, again, like I said, you know, I think my way of making myself aware of my behavior is I call myself out in my poetry, you know, so. I love it. Um, and that's it for me, yeah. you know, and then you can do what you do, but, and then a plantation relation, because that one. That might that, that might be the name of your no because anytime you use the word plantation you go back to the Civil War and slave owners and I think people don't like yeah. that word as a negative connotation but I, I just always look, look to life as something on the other side as, as positive yeah. or uplifting or how do we learn life lessons from that this is yeah, who I am you know, and I think also because the word plantation does come up several times in my poetry and, and this is okay. some of the upcoming. And I think that um, normalizing the reality okay. of where my people come from in this country. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Um, and also, maybe not forgetting. You know, because I don't think, I don't, I know for sure that forgetting the past does not help create a better future. No, you need to remember some things. Absolutely. So and I'm still trying to not do that now. They want to erase the past. Yeah. Like, well, let's just not, no, no, we're going to talk about this, you know. So, but as far as lack of discipline, let me drop this on you. Okay, girl. Um, lack of discipline. I hate when I lose a poem. It's as if I was too lazy to honor the creative moment. I hate when I lose a poem. Afterwards, I walk around like an orphan child searching for a dead mother. 
I hate when I lose a poem. It's like losing the keys to your car. You know, you had them, but maybe not. Or wait, did you come? How did you get home? But still, where the fuck are the keys to the car? I hate when I lose a poem. Everybody reminds you of the poems you've already written and tell you to write another one, but there was something special about that one that you lost. Man, I hate when I lose a poem. So this is um, really just me as a as a writer, as a poet, calling myself out. And when the news hits me and I got a poem, I need to sit my ass down and write it. Absolutely. I, and you ain't hear something. I love it. It changes everything. <laughs> yes, it does. I well, Do you take what you write with thyself? Mm-hmm. 
thank you for that because that is the question. And what I can say right now, what I know for sure right now is that I'm working on it. Okay. Um, okay. It has come to light to me more and more, especially uh, when I turned 40 and now 41, like, child, you are really hard on yourself. Like, when did you get a break? Or when can you say, well done? You know, when can you be okay with you? So, so that's the journey to Bohemia, right? Because the thing about being mm-hmm. Bohemia is that there are no rules. There are no restrictions. Okay. There is just there is just being, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the goal for me to just be and be all right with that. You know, I don't need to subscribe to, um, you know, hustle mentality, casual. I don't have to subscribe to these things to be whole. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, what I can say here is this queen goddess Tatiana who will ask you the question. I am definitely, I know for sure I'm working on it. Okay. When you, okay, so you are, and sometimes we don't, first of all, you're an educator. Yes. So you're, you're changing the mind in a very lucrative, a very positive, beautiful way that's shaping the mindset of young people who are our future. You're part of that gift. Are you aware of that? I'm, I'm learning to accept it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not done. I'm not done. So you have your degree from, um, I'm sorry, my mind just went blank. Um, yeah, Hampton and Hampton, Hampton. Right, it is Hampton. So Hampton, so you're a college graduate, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the audacity to go get your, your graduate degree from NYU. Mm-hmm. And you finished. I finished. And, 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 and did you not once say, well done, my faithful servant? No, because I, I, in my mindset then, it's still more hills to, to, to climb. Okay. You know, it was really, I was really, I was proud, uh, and I was proud for my family, you know, okay. because um, I don't know if people really realize that at this point, like especially in 2022 or even at that point mm-hmm. in 2011 when I graduated mm-hmm. from NYU, like being the first black anything is like, really? <laughs> no, I know. It's like, cool, but it's also like, really? They said in uh, homecoming, like, ain't that about a bitch, you know? <laughs> I'm making my rest a priority, 
and like I said earlier, putting the faith, putting faith in the universe that I still have has to go and that it will still happen even if I am at a rest stop right now. And even though you are the first in the round where you are, it was supposed to be that way. Because our lives are already orchestrated and we're just existing in them and we don't understand that when we just truly trust and believe how life evolves in such a time as this. Because someone, somewhere, needs to see that your hustle and grind was real. That your ups and downs, your valleys, your disappointments, your your lows, your highs, you paid a price. But for someone to see that, is obtainable. Absolutely. I truly believe that, Sequoia. You know, and, Thank you so and much. no, it was so true though, sweetie. I mean that sincerely, you know. And that, you know, this journey you're on, I'm a diehard skier from Harlem. People don't think black people see what we do. So when I first learned to ski, I was on top of the mountain in, in Colorado. And you get fearful because you're looking down the hill and you're fearful. So I learned, and I, I take this into life, never look at the hill, look at what's in front of you. Because when you're going down the hill, and I'm do, I'm an advanced skier, so I'm doing black diamonds. I mean, it's really intermediate, and it's like not straight, straight down, but slightly straight down. Yeah. So, and you talk about you going two, three miles, five miles sometimes, right? So when you're skiing, you can, you got to look at what's in front of you. So you look what down there, you're like, what the fuck am I doing on this hill? And what? And I look back and I'm looking up because the hill's behind me. Like, eh, nope. What's the bus in front of you? Absolutely. Yeah. So the journey you're on right now, sweetheart, and I know it's time to reflect, regroup, revamp where you're going to go next. Don't look down the hill. Do the slope. Look out what's in front of you because what's in front of you is something beautiful and ready to, you know, it's going to be prepared for you. And you prepare for it, you know. And don't beat yourself up. Ah, stop that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no I no. hear that. Thank you so much. Because that drains your energy. You're welcome, sweetie. It drains your yeah. freaking energy. Yeah. And life is already challenging. You know that. And I know you know that. Yes. But when you're a gift, and you are a gift to this amazing world we live in, um, you got to be on your game. And what is that? Love who you are and don't beat yourself up. Because you've endured enough and just embrace the gift that God gave you. So when God is in place, what you doing? Sit down. Shut up. Move. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't do it yeah. too, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much beautiful. Yeah. So, so absolutely. It's been an honor and a joy. And this is just a start of something beautiful, seriously. You know, and wow. any way that I can help promote it and get the word out, you know, definitely. You know, so, um, again, and thank you, you know, because when, when I'm right, and I write, oh, I'm the queen of reviews. I buy stuff based on reviews. I don't play. Awesome. So you, I'm giving a thousand stars. I'm probably going to put your little ass on Yelp. <laughs> I'm, I, no, I'm a privileged person on Yelp. They, like, they, they beg for me for my reviews, but I'm not next to I don't play with reviews. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Absolutely. And, you know, mine, I definitely want to leave you with this plantation relationship. Absolutely. Um, because I just think it's a lovely note to end on. So Absolutely. Here we go, plantation relations. We're in the same vicinity, but you don't know me. Stuck in a cosmos of powerlessness, we can't seem to find our way to each other. But I see you. 
My mind sends me previews of the heat between you and I, but I try to ignore it. I'm working to restore my sense of self because the powers that be handed down a severe punishment. The last time I saw the last time I saw the broken prototype disguising itself as you. I'm taking time to deprogram my mind and cleanse myself of bad software, a virus, preparing myself for the real thing. I want to be able to bring the updated version of myself, invest in myself, and fix the quest left in my heart. Please wait for me. So I think that's a perfect way to uh, end this, especially after you talk about not beating yourself up, because all of these poems can seem like it's about someone else. It's, it's really about me. I want you to read it again. That's how profound it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stevie. Okay. No, it's no really. And it's, if you if you don't mind, would you mind reading it a little slower? Because why I want this to be heard, especially my piece where listens, it speaks volumes. On so many different, and you got to come back before this year is out, and we got to talk about this one in depth because it just has so much meaning to it on so many different levels, sweetie. No problem. No problem. Okay. Plantation relation. We're in the same vicinity, but you don't know me. Stuck in a cosmos of powerlessness, we can't seem to find our way to each other. But I see you. My mind sends me previews of the heat between you and I, but I try to ignore it. I'm working to restore my sense of self because the powers that be handed down a severe punishment. The last time I saw you, the last time I saw the broken prototype disguising itself as you, I'm taking time to deprogram my mind and cleanse myself of bad software, a virus. Preparing myself for the real thing, I want to be able to bring the updated version of myself, invest in myself, and fix the quest left in my heart. Please wait for me. Oh, my goodness. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. To my peace for listeners, it has been an amazing night. I'm honored, overwhelmed with joy in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit that this amazing, beautiful creature, this amazing goddess, shared her artistry. And please, if you haven't done so already, Queen Things, A Journey to Bohemia, is on Amazon. Takoya Scott Littleton, spelled T-E-C-O-Y-I-A, Takoya Scott, S-C-O-T-T. Littleton, L-I-T-T-L-E-T-O-N. Please get it. You need to. Highly recommend it. I'm going to definitely have it posted in this po- on this episode uh, with a link also on my website, orlicious.com. Okay. And, Sequoia, is there anything else you want to share before we close it out um, that you would like to share with the Peace for listeners, the audience, about the book, um, your amazing poetry, why you wrote this and the time you wrote it and why it was needed to be shared with the world. So Mike is your yes. yes, um thank you so much again, Tatiana. This has been a beautiful way to introduce my work to the world and I'm so thankful and blessed that uh, you are here to lead me, you know, because we all we all need some leading from time to time. So thank you, Tatiana. You know I love you, you're like the big sister that I pray for. 
seriously and privileged to have this amazing gifter this amazing artist this amazing poet spiritualist free spirit actor educator hampton university nyu alum okay she's amazing science is real art is life i love it listen then speak sapio demi fluid i met this goddess on clubhouse that's what Clubhouse is doing, is bringing back conversation. So again, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Oralicious, A Tale of Sex, because I've come to the conclusion we all have a tale to tell about sex, so what's your tale? Open invitation to be a guest on my podcast. Anytime you want to share your voice, please do so. I'm here for you. Subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast. Tapping out now. Thank you. See you soon.